Merry Christmas. This is Kristen Wambach with Intentional Now Podcast. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. I'm glad you're here. I have been holding this episode back for a few days. So excited to speak with you. Thank you for spending a portion of your holiday season with me. It is good. It is good. Thank you again. So I'm going to take a little bit of a nostalgic walk here. We have traveled through the unfinished book through 12 chapters thus far, just finishing up the watchmaker's room. And it has been great fun. I have enjoyed it tremendously. We still have a little bit more work and travel on our journey to complete through the unfinished book. But I welcome you and I say Merry Christmas. And so put your headphones on, download it, get away from the crowd and the traffic. My goodness, we have earned it, haven't we? Yes, we have earned it. We have earned to just kick up our feet, pour a glass of wine, and enjoy the day. So I'm coming to you from Corvallis, Oregon with Christmas, the day of Christmas, so much in my heart, wanting to reach out in the supernatural and touch you and give you a happy holidays hug. Ooh, that was a tongue twister. Let's say that again. Happy holidays hug. I did that pretty good. Okay, so we're going to have some smiling today. We are going to feel and touch and hear the heart of God. Hmm, but we're going to walk through some nostalgia here. I'm going to share and this is pretty off the cuff today. What I'm going to share with you is I'm going to travel through the 25 Advent Day calendar that I have been writing. I think I shared it with you a couple of posts ago. And I'm going to share it with you so it'll be audible, which is wonderful for people who are really busy and don't have time to sit down and read. And of course, you know me, I tend to go between the lines or take a few rabbit trails here or there. And we just listen to what Holy Spirit wants to say. Be blessed, relax, enjoy the holiday season. And are you ready? So I'm going to be reading on what hasn't been published yet. Yay! (laughs) So you get the firsthand stuff, right? Here we go. Oh, and I want to thank you for being a patron. If you haven't heard me talk about it, it is a subscription app to help support Intentional Now podcast, and I appreciate it. The link is available in the description. Lots of goodies and bonuses and benefits there, especially early episodes. (laughs) Okay, here we go. This is my post written for Christmas Day. Happy Christmas to you. And your family. On the eve of the eve before Christmas, yes, that's where we are, from my office window, mm -hmm. (laughs) the sun is shining and it's peeking out from the large billowy clouds, dash, my King Charles Spaniel at my feet in her little bed. So if you hear snoring in the background, it is my dog. (laughs) 
I just got finished with a lovely breakfast that my husband made for you. Now to you, Christmas desires are hidden in my mother's heart, in your mother's heart. They're hidden in a, in a wife as she prepares surprises for her husband under the tree. Or a friend who you may have known for years. Or, maybe like my listeners, towards an acquaintance with hope for building a kindred future. Hmm. Here is my heart as I think of you reading or listening today listening tomorrow, maybe even next year. In the brief moment of quiet, after the gifts are open and wrapping papers all over your family room, yep, I am totally in my PJs. My family, all my boys and their girls, <laughs> will be popping in and out for the day. I've got turkey and rice soup in the crock pot. Yep, I took the Thanksgiving carcass, cooked it up for today because there's no cooking for me on Christmas. Nope, nada, don't think so. That is my gift to me. Though, I will make a couple of sour cream lemon pies today for my extended family Christmas tomorrow. Merry Christmas. So here we are, my pen... My heart, once again, reaching into my thoughts to put in ink and put it on the page. The simplest yet most profound sentiment I can send is the supernatural kind. <laughs> that is why we're here, right? It's able to fly on the wings of angels, touch from the unseen, catch a tear and collect it in a bottle. You did know that Jesus Christ did that. Hmm. <laughs> it is actually written in scripture that he collects all of our tears. No, I didn't look it up ahead of time. You can go Google it and find it. But he actually collects our tears. So that is a hope that you can just stick on the shelf and encounter at a later date. And yes, you have the opportunity to encounter it and it's amazing so jesus christ who lives in me holy spirit is present with you right now and father god the giver of faith in you as you receive yes this is a gift today for you to receive the effort is totally ours and we invite you to unwrap it's his faith that he placed in you, his faith in my conversation this moment on your behalf. I encourage you to reach into the limitless grace and pull forth from our final yet eternal Advent drawer. Christmas Day, God is just using my pen, just using my voice to proclaim its open for you. And what precious secrets has he placed there especially for you? Salal. What do you mean, Kristen, Salal? That's a holy and a biblical phrase. It's a pause. It's a let's think about that. What would be in the drawer 
What would be the gift that God would open for you today? Need, a want, joy, love, comfort, healing, wholeness, compassion, relationships, and peace. The drawer, the gift, is unable to contain the wealth he has prepared for us. <laughs> Not someday. It's today. It's Christmas. It's the day that you listen to this. It is available to each and every one and two of us now. <laughs> yeah, you are getting to know me. I'm getting to know you. And we ask many questions. So my faith and your faith were listening for those answers. And God is always talking. Graciously, I thank you for spending your Christmas with me, with my pen, with pictures and stories about my family. We're going to laugh and chuckle and be blessed. I bless you with the happiest my imagination can believe. And that is huge, right? It is huge. <laughs> I can certainly believe an awful lot. <laughs> okay, that is so good. So today, and in this season, we search for the mag magical, right? The best place to find the magical is to look in a child's heart. In this season, it's good for us to remember, let's just remember, that there was once a scorned virgin who moved the heavens and earth. There was a faithful, believing fiancé who believed. Do you know how hard it was for him to believe? And he responded and he loved. And shepherds, they watched over the fields at night. That night, an angel shone round about. Ooh, I can imagine. And the Magi traveled from afar. Hmm. Yes, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the glory is still shining. Amen? It is still totally shining. <laughs> Now, as we have completed, and it's Christmas, I want to go all the way back to December 1st and share with you my very first gift and some wonderful quotes and some family stories. So just relax and listen. <laughs> the most important gift I can give you this Christmas season is expectation. The strong belief that a miracle will happen. <laughs> yes, I'm going to say that again. The most important gift I can give you this Christmas season is expectation. The strong belief that a miracle will happen. I just couldn't wait to give the first gift. When we open our eyes in the morning... What are our first thoughts? Do <laughs> you remember? Do you remember when you were a kid? Christmas morning, you were barely able to fall asleep. 
And yet you wake with the anticipation and you burst out of bed. Ah, oh, I just totally felt that for years. And now as parents, it's kind of like you roll into parent because you are exhausted <laughs> from getting Christmas ready, right? <laughs> the most important gift I can give you this Christmas season is expectation. So do we anticipate that the day will give us a glimpse of joy? This day, today, will it bring a tickle? Will it bring something forth good? A long belly laugh. <laughs> Maybe some will, someone will pay it forward in the Starbucks line. Or... Maybe it's pouring rain. Will the closest parking spot be available for you? When you visit your favorite thrift store, maybe you will find a box containing 24 pieces of your great-grandmother's 125-year-old china from France for only $34. And this Yes, I'm telling you testimony today because what is this about expectation? This happened to me twice in two different thrift stores in a matter of six months. Your expectation for good today. Maybe a relative from out of town who visited a vineyard and they send you two bottles of wine just because. Or... Maybe you'll be given a 55-gallon barrel of organic honey and you'll share it with all your friends and neighbors. <laughs> what about this? You're visiting London for the first time. You have always dreamt of seeing Westminster, but it's closed on the only day that you can visit. Then a policewoman, you know, she's guarding behind those security tapes. She comes up to you and gives you a ticket for a private tour. Maybe a dear friend arrives on your doorstep with your favorite raincoat freshly from the cleaners. Or a gentleman from church gives your husband a truck. Or maybe your gas light came on yesterday and you were getting ready to tell the attendant to fill the tank and you notice you only, you left your purse at home and you can only scrounge $2 worth of change from your glove box. Then a stranger from the car behind you pays for your full tank. Or you're flying across the country and your seatmate is one of the most influential and fascinating people you have ever met. Huh. Those kind of expectations are filled in this season and filled all year long. <laughs> You know, some Christmas tree ornaments do more than glitter and glow. They represent a gift of love given a long time ago. That quote is written by Tom Baker. And the ornaments were hung. <laughs> yes, we've already done that, haven't we? 
So I unpack each box with care, even though I already know what is in there. Wrapped in tissue to cushion its slumber, a treasure never to be outnumbered. I remember the day I brought you home, my babes in the manger, the heavens did shone. The years have gone by, but my memory shines so clear. Your first baby ornament hangs on my tree with cheer. <laughs> so true. So each year we put up what I call a legacy tree. And we put it up in our bedroom. So the decorations include photographs and memorabilia on this tree. And it touches my heart every year to see my kids on the hair, hands and knees. They're looking and remembering and treasuring their pictures of times gone by. This is where I hang my baby first Christmas ornaments. That's a great place for me to have them and the kids to see them. So just a reminder, just a reminder. It's a great place. And it's a great time of the year to remember. Okay. Yay. Mm, I'm just clicking through. I'm sharing with you. Like I said, grab a cup of coffee. We are just relaxing and enjoying each other's company today. Nothing ever seems too bad, too hard, or too sad when you've got a Christmas tree in the living room. That quote comes from Nora Roberts. And again, my dash is snoring in her basket. <laughs> I'll be quiet. I don't know if you can hear her. She's part of the episode, too. So, nothing ever seems too bad, too hard, or too sad when you've got a Christmas tree in the living room. At the end of your rope, make more rope. <laughs> I often invite, invite you to write your story. It's totally the heart, totally the heart for the upcoming Coaching for Life 2022. I have spoken to you about that and I am moving on. It's Christmas Day. So sometimes we hear or we focus on such terms like writers would use in regards to our life. Let me ask you this. If any of this regarding your life seems familiar, you've got writer's block. I don't know how to write a book or a story. I can't spell and my grammar stinks. We struggle to find our starting place. Or we wrestle with a hundred false starts. Maybe we use the eraser more than the ink. Like our quote today, the two bads, the two hards, the two sads, have they hijacked our confidence? In the language of the quote, Quote, I'm going to ask you some questions. I love to ask questions. Do you have a, did you have a Christmas tree last year? 
Did you have a Christmas tree the year before that and the year before that? Then it's quite obvious you have the ability to make more rope. Remember, that's what I asked you. So a tree simply represents all things living. We are reminded to decorate all the wonderful living things in our life, right? We decorate them. (laughs) Yeah, we decorate them. Okay, this is Advent day number four. Are you Santa's helper? Santa Claus is anyone who loves another and seeks to make them happy, who gives himself by thought or word or deed in every gift that he bestows. Our quote today is from Edwin Osgood Grover. Christmas now surrounds us. I mean, today is the day, right? We are totally surrounded with Christmas and happiness is everywhere. Emotions filled with the best intentions. We've bustled and hurried. We've been in the store, in parking lots and down your neighborhood street. They'll scurry, right? Our hands are busy with many tasks. You'll hear bells ring. It's red bucket time at last. Though Santa may ring, drop a coin in or two, think change for change. What would you give to change you? The best gift I can give you to neighbor or stranger rushing unaware is a happy to see you smile and a patient peace-filled prayer. And what would you pray for Almighty to touch your neighbor's way? That peace on earth would come and live, touch hearts even when we don't smile or give. Drop an extra measure of grace. We never know what trials another may secretly face. Live Christmas each day and gratitude will lead. Your thoughts will unwrap your words, and your deeds. (laughs) I'm reliving this too. It's kind of like, I wrote that. It's exciting. It's been a full month, right? So a freshly cut Christmas tree smells of a star and snow and pine resin. Inhale deeply and fill your soul with wintry night. John Gettys. I think we'll open the grace drawer today. Are you ready? If anybody needs a bath in it, it's me. (laughs) Yeah. So I just got off the phone with one of my BFF and I called her to discuss canceling some arrangements I had. I felt totally overwhelmed. Raise your hand if that's you or been you this month, right? 
I have felt unprepared, exhausted from dealing with a multitude of legitimate distractions. In the season where I bank on my experience and organization to keep me ahead of the holiday pack and on track for a holly jolly let's bake a hoard of Christmas cookies. Trying, you might ask? Yes, trying my patience. I said to her nanoseconds after her, hello, you have my permission to cut me some mercy and hear me whine. Or number two, tell me to pull up my big girl pants and deal with it. Well, <laughs> which advice do you think she lent me? Yeah, which advice do you think she lent me on that day? <laughs> and it's amazing because I posted this in Instagram and it's amazing the difference that people would say whether that was one or whether it was two. Let me remind you again. So number one, I said to her, you have my per permission to cut me some mercy and hear me whine. Or number two, tell me to pull my big girl pants up and deal with it. What would you say to me? To your dear friend. <laughs> this is what she said. Number two. Big girl pants. But they were iced with heartfelt encouragement to remind me of the years of sacrifice I have put forth to learn, live, and share all things from a heavenly perspective. Breathe. Nothing like a BFF who has walked with you, talked with you, seen your ups, held you in your downs and told you you were nuts, but kept you going anyway. If anybody can do this, Kristen, you can. So I think my husband put a wife for rent sign out on the lawn. <laughs> Did I make you laugh? No, seriously. <laughs> and on the sign, it said, can cook, won't cook, tied to the computer, heavenly minded and then some are you laughing now <laughs> next to me and that sign would be my beloved king charles spaniel dash who has been a medical distraction since october yep the snoring one right here in my room a medical distraction since october everybody say oh she currently is wearing a pink muzzle to keep her from chewing a wound, bite bacterial something. That's um, counting today. It's three, three vet visits ago. It's a good thing it wasn't parasites. Oh, because she's been sleeping, you know, under the covers. I know everybody say, oh. <laughs> so if you see a mature woman wearing red and white polka dot big girl pants and a darling tri-colored pup with a heart, hot pink muzzle on, bewildered next to a front sign here in Oregon. It's us. <laughs> now, what do you think about our wintry quote? Snow and pine resin we inhale deeply to fill our soul. Well, Shall we open that fifth Advent day drawer knowing that the content is filled with grace? Yes, absolutely knowing. Ladies, here we go. I'm talking to a handful of you today and I hear you saying, 
a loud amen and a southern accent. Others say, keep it coming. I need to hear it too. Are you ready? Remember, I was told to put my big girl pants on. Okay, so you better be ready for this. All right. In short, three feminine suggestions, if possible. <laughs> Number one. Your BFF is your backup female forecaster. Give her her honor due and call her. Visit or camp on her couch to immerse yourself in the gift of girlfriend greatness she is. She will help you get there and lay with you on the carpet of humility when needed. Number two, ask for help even if it's ugly. <laughs> yep. Even if ugliness has creeped out, high-pitched the tone of voice and made the dog quiver, those who love you have already forgiven you your off-putting self. Help! <laughs> and number three, and now to the knowing. You know, that grace that was in the fifth day, yeah, I lived all the way through this. That is who God is. He has authored all of you and he will finish our transformation with as many drawers of grace that need to be opened, right? There are more even past the 25th door of Christmas today. So get familiar with the personal and the person. Heavenly Papas know the perfect time to discuss our less than moments. And today is not one of them. <laughs> so today we're going to bake a cake with grace flour. And we're going to ice it with wintry white frosting sprinkled with stars and snowflakes. Well, will house its baked perfection in clear crystal covered cake plate and set it on a perfectly appointed table as our communion. So let's cut and divide its goodness and taste of its sweet. And the brilliant thing about grace is tomorrow there will be another piece. Somebody out there bring the coffee. <laughs> so remember our freshly cut Christmas trees smelling of stars and snow and pine resin. Inhale deeply and fill your soul with wintry night. <laughs> I'll light the fire and the candles on the mantel. We'll watch the lights twinkle and peek between the branches of my flocked Christmas tree. And we'll sit for hours to our fill, sharing abundance from our bake, afresh from heaven's bounty, a wintry BFF grace cake. <laughs> Oh, I totally enjoyed reliving that one again with you. <laughs> yeah, we had some days in there, right? <laughs> okay, so what gift can we give each other? This is day six, was on the last day of Hanukkah. For Christmas is tradition time. Traditions that recall the precious memories down the years, the sameness of them all. Helen Marshall. What gift can we give each other? Hmm. If I lit a candle to illuminate the room, 
the flame is bright to see me and you. Whether you are near or far, friend for years or friend anew, may the miracle of the oil flow longer than eight days for me and for you. <laughs> and that's a happy Hanukkah, right? Okay. So I'm going to share this little piece of history from Hanukkah. In the second century BC, the Holy Land was ruled by the Syrian Greeks, who tried to force the people of Israel to accept Greek culture and beliefs instead of the mitzvah observant and belief in God. Against all odds, a small band of faithful but poorly armed Jews, led by Judah the Maccabee, defeated one of the mightiest armies on the earth, drove the Greeks from the land, reclaimed the holy temple in Jerusalem, and rededicated its service to God. When they sought to light the temple menorah, the seven-branch candelabra, they found only a single cruise of olive oil that escaped the contamination by the Greeks. Miraculously, they lit the menorah and one day supply of oil lasted for eight days until new oil could be prepared under the conditions of ritual purity. <laughs> that is what Hanukkah is about. Oh, and I encourage you, because it is this is very picturesque, so I encourage you to pop over to my website so you can see day six. Actually, I encourage you to go to all of them. Why? Because there's pictures, there's testimony, and free gifts. Okay. Ooh, I didn't put the... Look at that. I didn't put it in there. All right. I've got to go check this out. So I'm... My number seven is missing. Okay, remember, this is a relaxed day. I'm grabbing a piece of paper. This is my number seven. On day six is missing the link. Missing link to day seven. I'm writing myself a note. And no, I'm not in my PJs today. <laughs> But I'm well organized and go to my main page and I can hit get to that. There we go. Yeah, we're relaxed, right? Hmm. And oh, by the way, while relaxed, remember this is a gift. And just open your heart and avail yourself to be touched by Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I am. There we are. So let's put some love into your words. Probably the reason we all go so haywire at Christmas time. I'm sure that's just me, right? <laughs> Probably the reason we all go so haywire at Christmas time with the endless and unrestrained and awful silly buying of gifts is that we don't quite know how to put our love into words. Harlan Miller. Hmm. Into our words. Let's think on that. With each gift of every day and each breath partaking of the air at our disposal. Yes, that's every day. Find ways to use your exhale that say, I love you a different way. Hmm. 
one of my favorite quotes and it's like one of those heart quotes that just shakes you and wakes you up and the credit and her name is Nightbird and she did an audition on America's Got Talent. She said, you can't wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. So, seven secrets from a writer. Draw a picture. Remember, we are collecting words to share with people who we love how we feel about them. And these are seven secrets from a writer, you know who, to help us communicate. We can draw a picture. Words are more than letters gathered on a piece of paper. Then express them. A, you can make a card with those pictures. B, you could cut out magazine pictures or screenshots and make a collage card. Or C, we could hang it on the Christmas tree. And number two, actions. Hello, actions. Do you roll your eyes at something your spouse or your partner just loves? (laughs) Uh, Guilty. Every time... It gets to the kissy part of my British Cinderella princess, Mr. Darcy type movies. Are you with me here? So you can guarantee that my husband's going to roll his eyes and he will make an OMG comment. And then on the other foot, right? So it's not just one way. So during the kissy moment of my girly movies that I absolutely love, on the other foot, right? I do the same if I hear one more Oak Island repeat playing one more time. Arg! Yes, I roll my eyes too. So let's pay attention here to what floats their boat. Ask the question, why does it float their boat? Why? So number three, say the words even if you are uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Nothing like a Prince Valiant showing up on a white horse. And let's not forget the power of lipstick written on the mirror. And number four, timing. Now, if you are going to be brave and do something out of the ordinary, pay close attention to timing. The how, the where, And when they are relaxed and not distracted, otherwise your heartfelt aha moment might come out as nervous energy and we don't want any feelings hurt from our errors. Okay. And number five, we're going to speak their love language, not, not yours. When you communicate to another person, you need to know what their love language is and you communicate in their language, not your own. So the five love language, uh, let me remember the book written by Gary Chapman. Excellent, excellent on my shelf. Excellent stuff. Number one, love language, words of affirmation. Number two, gifts. Number three, touch. Number four, quality time, and number five, acts of service. So how do they consistently love each other? People consistently give away what they desire for themselves. Mm -hmm. There's your hint. If you don't know what your, your spouse's love language is, 
people consistently give away what they desire for themselves. Okay. Number six. Now about the possibility of misunderstandings and hurt feelings. Are you paying attention? This is just a little wisdom on the shelf. I give you one of the most important tools gained in my life for free. Forgive the receiver before you give the action and the words or your gift. Forgive them for not being sensitive to your efforts in your heart. Now, forgive yourself for supporting moments of neglectfulness. This should clear the spiritual air. And number seven, our words are so important. Take notes. When putting love into your words, make a journal of your attempt to reach outside the norm and do your research, meaning find an outlet, a podcast. Good job for you, those that are listening here. Hoo-hoo, high five. Use your Google searches, a movie, a book, a good friend that can counsel you and in your intent. Make notes of your efforts. Why? Follow through. Confidence. And if all else fails and your words get caught somewhere in between your heart and your throat, the record of your thought will absolutely save the day. Thoughtful intent carries a victory flag absolutely every time, right? Every single time. Now, I put this in this particular post. I put my disclaimer. Are you ready? Testimonials contained here do not represent all clients' typical experience. Results are dependent, highlighted upon effort and application, sometimes beyond our control. Kristen Wambach teaches skills and insight drawn from her experiences. Results may vary. <laughs> the first words you need to hear is love yourself. Everything else is a learnable skill after that. Whew, that was a good day. <laughs> I am just getting something by going back through and looking at what I experienced through this Christmas season, right? Number eight. Ooh. This is going to be a long one. You can always turn it off and we'll turn it back on. I'm going to break my rules of 42 some odd minutes, right? I'm going to break my rules. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to split it because it's Christmas, right? And maybe you just need to have a glass of wine, eat some cookies, and uh, this is your binge time, right? I am totally with you on that one. Number eight, there is a beginning you haven't seen until you look under your Christmas tree. Yeah. Did some of you experience that today? A beginning and it was under your Christmas tree. My children were little and life ran at mock speed. Then school and homework and sports filled every nano moment of my time. My memories are filled with joy and baseball and rock and roll. Yep, I had a musician in the house. And under the tree for me, uh, pink tools from the snap-on truck and bouquets of wildflowers carried by a host of muddy boots. <laughs> I thrived on making wonderment in every corner and every crack and nook. The season filled itself 
with the twinkle of my children's eyes. The more independent they got, the more independent I got. And each of us is discovering the thrills and challenges and discoveries of life. We grew together. And as we grew searching out our likes, our dislikes, our hurts, our ups, our downs, and all in the adventure of motherhood, I wouldn't trade a moment. No, not a moment. Hmm. Maybe you do not know that eight is the number, the Hebrew number, for new beginnings. And that's why I want you to look under the tree today. You've already discovered it. And maybe you need to look under the tree in a spiritual way, right? Mothers invest and they think of others all the time. My mom was a wonderful teacher. And along this path, I've learned things my mother didn't teach me. To invest in myself. Not a theme in her generation, and maybe it's not a theme in yours either. If I were able to have a conversation with um, Mr. High and Mrs. Sight over all my yesterdays, hmm, I would tell myself, lessons from a famous sugar cookie. <laughs> you ready? Give as much to yourself as you give to others. The sweet effort in the cookie is the sweet effort you get out of the cookie. Frosting and sprinkles may tease the eye, but the tongue is the truest test of happy. Good dough makes a good cookie. A great sugar cookie is requested for every holiday. New is wonderful, but consistent, faithful, authentic signatures people respect. They count on. They look forward to. Trust a good recipe. Have faith in the recipe. Ingredients and the original God made you to be. You are totally perfect. So Christmas wasn't Christmas unless, you know, you watch White Christmas from October to December. And sugar cookies change from pumpkins to turkeys and finally into snowflakes. <laughs> and yes, I give you my recipe. Just head over to my website, right? So as we end this Advent day and our slumber calls our name, I want you to look under the Christmas tree just one more time and find you have placed something there for you from you. It's perfectly thought out, perfectly wrapped, a perfect invest of the new beginning for you. Yes, today, Christmas Day, can be a new beginning for you. So put a crown on the envelope and make a to-do. You know what I meant by put a crown on the envelope? Meaning, if you were buying a card for you, go to the best. Go to Hallmark and get the little crown sticker, right? To show yourself how much you are worth it. You are totally worth it. Give a gift to yourself today. How you doing out there? <laughs> okay. A kid at heart. Huh? It may be sweet or even bread and butter. I do love those baby dills. My favorite game at Christmas time is finding the pickle on the tree still. Huh? 
opening advent drawer number nine and counting. This is fun. Uh, an adult advent calendar, right? Now, if I could figure out how to shove chocolate in a download, I'd be rich. But I'm working on that. How I could feel put chocolate through the airwaves all the way to you, right? <laughs> so, I remember the first time I saw a hand-blown glass pickle. Any of you out there? Well, I do. We actually have two of them. One, two different trees. We have those glass pickles on our tree. So, my mom and I had stopped by a local gift store known for their exquisite Christmas decor. I loved the tale and the game. So I purchased a pickle and I soon became a fun tradition in my home. My boys would just hide the pickle from each other and play for hours. <laughs> Wish it was that easy today. <laughs> they were all adults now. So the pickle still hangs its magic. Even for my adult sons, they still search it out. Or they ask, Mom, which tree is it hit on? <laughs> so young ones... It's a well worth adopting. However, just one present opened never worked for us. Because that's what you got if you found the pickle. You got to open the first present of Christmas. But instead, they all got to open up their pajamas on Christmas Eve. Anyway, <laughs> so it's kind of a big deal at my house. Get it? Every Christmas, our holes and trees are decked out from top to bottom, right? <laughs> they are. So, I'm looking here. I love this. Remember, to be a kid, to be a child. And since I have your ear for just a moment, this holiday season, let's remind each other the power of a kid at heart. Magic and the wonder, the mystery and the innocence of a child's heart are the seeds of creativity that will heal the world. Michael Jackson. Okay. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love, just as Christ has loved you and gave himself for you, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. God. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Hmm. Yay. I'm constantly amazed by the ability a child has to show sympathy, to read emotions, to get to the heart of any situation. It's unfiltered and completely inspiring. David Duvachny. Oh, good stuff, right? So, that was good. I love it. A kid at heart. Okay, you ready for day number 10? This is fun. I'm enjoying this. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is good. You've already heard this one. Yes. I made a blog post on, I mean, uh, episode on this. Remember, hope opens possibilities effortlessly. Yay. I'm looking, since you've already heard this one. Ah, uh, you want me to read it anyways? Ah, you've already heard it. It is episode number 33. There you go. Episode number three, 33, you can go back and listen to it. I am moving on. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah. Yay. Yay, yay, yay. Here we go. Oh, see? A wing and a prayer. We spent some time on this one. Yes. Oh, 
Yesterday, we opened a powerful drawer. Hope. <laughs> Again. So powerful. Yay. I'm just reading here. Hope opens possibilities effortlessly. Yeah. Did you know um, that that expression on a wing and a prayer is now widely used to describe doing something under extremely difficult or disadvantageous circumstances? And hopefully, sheer luck, determination, and or God's will brings you success. And it was coined during World War II when the phrase first became part of the English language. It had a literal application. It referred to allied airmen flying back to their base in damaged planes, hoping and praying that they would make it. Hmm. There we go. So good. Moving along. <gasps> um. Okay. If this is for you, <laughs> help. Yep, help. The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. Pablo Picasso. There's a beautiful gift to be found in each other. Like our 25-day advent calendar, each drawer may represent a different crossroads in our life where we learn about ourselves and how to share the unique wealth sewn within the fabric called our name. I'm enjoying and honored to take this journey with you at the culmination of 2021. I just found a mistake there. Hmm. 2021. Day 12. Okay, moving on. From a writer's perspective, in the fullness of a new day or the evening before, I have to reach deeply inside to find a treasure to be explained by words. The discovery, like what I'm doing right now, takes confidence in myself and in my relationship with the Lord, and He confides in me, in my confidence, and so the pen is filled. I have been busily decorating the house as many of you are and have been. And we picked up a flock Christmas tree on Friday evening and I invited my 88-year-old mother to join me on Saturday to help unpack the decorations, ribbons, baubles, bird nests, and things, right? So the story that began my day in the video below, we will name a help prayer like a child opening the first gift of Christmas or on the eve, like a new pair of pajamas or an ornament for the tree, you were first on my mind and first in his heart. Help is a response from heaven. Sometimes we ask. Sometimes we are afraid to ask. And even if one feels distant or seemingly without hope, and at all times, he listens. Always. Creation contains every possible resource and answer. Perfectly prepared for you. Finding? That gift that is you is non-returnable. 
The gift that is you was fashioned from above. The gift that is you is brilliantly one of a kind. The gift that is you is free without task. The gift that is you we unwrap again anew again with him. The gift that is you, his choice of who you are, it's sure with the greatest confidence, without blemish, without error, filled with all measure of life and the living. Our quote, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. Giving away. The gift that you give is valuable and needed. The gift that you give is worthy of praise. The gift that you give is young and learning. The gift that you give is changing and maturing. The gift that you give is first meant for you, then him, then others. Yay. Ah, yep. Impromptu fun. This is from Deck the Halls movie. That's what Christmas memories are made from. They're not plans. They're not scheduled. And nobody puts them in their phone. They just happen. And we're having one of those days today. They just happened. Hmm. I created most of these posts like the night before. But I was a little sleepy in thought and chose to wait on the words for tomorrow. When tomorrow becomes today. Hmm. And it was the morning and there was snow. It was wonderful. Ha! <laughs> Yay. So here is some medicinal fun helps, I suggest. Yeah, you could do this for fun. You could watch a goofy movie. And over the weekend, Don and I watched Jingle All the Way and Home Alone. Yes, the originals, totally funny. And one more on our to-watch list was Jingle All the Way number two. Never seen that before, but you have to be a fan of Larry the Cable Guy, right? Okay, another suggestion. Watch one of my favorite ice skating YouTubes below. Okay, it's in here. And... Let me see here. If you don't already have one, I encourage you to get adults coloring books, right? They have them for the holidays. They're absolutely wonderful. They'll get your creative juices going. And if you need a hug, a couple of places for you to get one is your kids from your spouse. I know sometimes when we even have to ask. My husband Don just gave me a big bear hug today and said to him, you can give me 10 more today. Ah, there you go. And if you still need a hug, two places I can share one with you. Mm-hmm. Day 12, help, that's right here. And the most recent podcast has a whole lot of good feeling in it. And that podcast is Hope Opens Possibilities effortlessly. You know, each person deserves a day away in which no problems are confronted, no solutions searched for. Each of us needs to withdraw from the cares which will not withdraw from us. Maya Angelou. Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm, just a fun day. 
Moving on. Woo-hoo. Ah, 59 minutes. Okay, it's Christmas, right? And we're just taking it easy and letting our hair down and enjoying the entire month and all of our work, right? <laughs> Gifts of time and love are surely the basic ingredients of a truly Merry Christmas. Did you do something totally special for somebody? Ah, I'd love to hear from you in the comments. I'd love for you to tell me what you did that was absolutely off the charts for somebody. And it would bless all of our listeners to hear as well. Hmm. A simple nostalgic phone call. Our thoughts are running fast these December days. Hard to believe it's Christmas already. And our Advent calendar, all those days have just checked up. So I'm enjoying our little window of time together. The thoughts of giving and surprises, they fill my brain as I have a bit more shopping to do. Parties are on the calendar, lists are being made, and our good busy, you have a thought about next year, right? Next year. Oh, this is an advertisement. I wrote my own advertisement. There you are. I'll just say it in a short blip. Coaching for Life 2022. Hmm. You can sign up today. I'm done. So back to my daily story. Today, in a moment of rest, I picked up my phone, my WhatsApp, and I called a my dear friend in England. It was a surprise for both of us. And it's amazing that those applications can do that, that you can make a phone call anywhere in the world. Ha! Mind-boggling. So... Time and love are inseparable. With so many ways to express it, moments are gathered by thought. Do you remember party lines? Anybody out there? I remember my first cell phone. <laughs> and you know how purses have changed just to have the perfect little pocket for the changing size of your cell phones, right? So a sound that is etched in my memories is my family has a particular car horn honk. That's one long, two short. Sounds like this. Uh, uh, uh. Now, if you were passing by and you did that, I'd go, oh, that's family. It is the remaining residue of a phone ring on the Iowa farmhouse phone. That's about a hundred years ago. So a new memory of time and love, my mom came over to help decorate my tree. And as we sat for our evening meal, discussing how tart the pickled beets in our salad were, <laughs> left from Thanksgiving, we got into an intense conversation about the family recipe. She said that she had the hardest time getting the recipe from her mom, my grandma. So, but I had proof. I have my grandmother's recipe box. I pulled it out from my cupboard and I showed my mom that I had six recipe cards with different handwriting on them, all for pickled beets. We had fun trying to decipher the different handwritings. So I browsed through the recipe box and in my care, Yep, I'd had my grandma's recipe box for about 25 years. It felt like 
my relatives and my friends were right there standing with me there in the room. Well, you know, we've talked about the cloud of witnesses. So my great grandmas, my great aunts, their friends, cousins, and church ladies, all who have shared recipes over the years. I asked my mom, um, as we were looking on the back of a very, you know, old and worn recipe card, what's the scribble on the back? And there were food stains on it. So my grandmas had written two phone numbers and they were only six digits. I'd say that things have changed in 75 years. I found a treasure. Gifts of time and love can be as easy as a real phone call. Call somebody today, right? Call somebody today. It's Christmas. Call somebody today. Yay. There we go. <laughs> All right. Moving right along. Hmm. From old to new in my heart. Huh. So last night we celebrated our Christmas party at my local home church. As a gift to my church family, we hired local musician, worship artists to lead us effortlessly in the joy and presence of this holiday. The day's tiresome arrival as my Christmas decorating had been disrupted by the illness of our King Charles Spaniel. I told you about that. So I tangled with exhaustion to push to the accomplishments in a few days when I had started in November to allow for plenty of time. Thank you for asking. Dash is doing much better. She is. Okay. So a couple of takeaways that help me keep moving forward, right? Three simple prayers for yourself. Ask for help and acknowledge when help arrives. Rearrange importance. Does it have to be done today? Put it on hold or maybe even throw it in the trash. Hmm. Let go of upsetting energy, thoughts, emotions, and embrace peaceful energy, thoughts, emotions in its place. And a practical note, have a backup plan to rescue your thoughts. Mm, that is That statement there is worth this whole hour that we have been chatting, right? I'm going to say it again. I'm taking it to heart, right? Have a backup plan to rescue your thoughts. Music, movies, a favorite walk, a file folder of affirmations. Yes, I have one. You might say, well, what does that look like? So I save my most heart-touching cards and letters from people, um, little awards and, awards and affirmations that I've received. They are in my file folder of affirmations. So my big help was my husband, Don, who rose to the occasion brilliantly. Now here's another mm, note to wives. <laughs> and I can hear you go, Kristen, I thought we were relaxing. Well, this is my story along the way. You can laugh with me, right? 
So God's greatest desire is answering your simple prayer while living vicariously in your husband's footsteps. And maybe you don't ever think of that, right? Of God lives in your husband. So I only had to ask him once and there was a special grace on his life to deal with me. Yeah, miracle, trying to get things done, right? (laughs) I love this quote. We cannot move casually into a better future. We cannot casually pursue the goal we have set for ourselves. A goal that is casually pursued is not a goal. At best, it is a wish, and wishes are little more than self-delusion. Jim Rohn, I love how he gets in my face, right? (laughs) Yay! It's good stuff. Okay, there we go. No, I'm not going to sing that one to you, but I might. There was a carol that was highlighted there and it's kind of like, it's a new one to me. (gasps) Ooh, good, good, good. Become a child again. Our hearts grow tender with childhood memories and love of kindred. And we are better throughout the year for having in spirit become a child again. At Christmas time, Laura Ingalls Wilder. I know I have listeners out there that are Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> I think I watched every one of the episodes and probably all the reruns, and I will still not hesitate at all to watch it because they just are so wonderful. Hmm, yay! So I was fortunate to grow up on a 92-acre farm in rural Independence, Oregon. I was surrounded by livestock and three brothers who happily, I happily kept up with. I have so many fond memories of Christmas time. Some fantastic Christmas Day memories. Are you ready for this? I'm sure this is not just my family alone. One Christmas, my dad received three baby pigs in an oversized appliance box. Seriously. Also, with the parade of livestock was a new baby black Angus calf. Yep, standing in the living room for my father under the tree, right? This is my favorite one. (laughs) One year, my mom decided to parade our four-month-old Arabian colt up the front steps into the living room to pose in front of the Christmas tree for our Christmas cards. Seriously. (laughs) Remember our quote? Our hearts grow tender with childhood memories and love of kindred. And we are better throughout the year for having in spirit become a child again at Christmas. Yes. I love it. (laughs) Yes. And again, there's another good comment. Did your family ever do anything uh, totally unique and odd like that? Like having livestock (laughs) in your living room under your Christmas tree? Oh, I'm laughing. Here we are. We're moving quite. We're moving along. Day 18 of Valentine on your Christmas tree. If my Valentine you won't be, I'll hang myself on your Christmas tree. Ernest Hemingway. 
Hello, day 18. Yeah, I remember. With only one week left to pull off a miracle of Christmas, I put some prizes in the bag today. I wrapped a miracle that touched my husband of a husband kind. Shh, it's a secret and I'm not telling you, but it's a good one. So are you enjoying this so far? And all my posts, I'm enjoying creating them. I'm enjoying talking with you about them today. It's just like the long month and just enjoying it, right? The increase of the Christmas spirit. Yes. So what is a tinsel lined Valentine that has four valuables hidden inside? So Ernest Hemingway, he actually, this is his historical moment, right? And he actually wrote that to his wife in 1956, right? Because he'd grown, grown so fond of his Christmas tree that he would not allow her to remove it until after the months of Christmas passed. I love it. So put your hearts on your Christmas tree. Uh-huh. You get it. Okay, here we go. And now, a wing and a prayer, part two. Yep. Mm-hmm. So a simple snowflake, I see it fall, a miracle of frozen mastery from heaven to all. In Psalms 19, 1a, the heavens proclaim the glory of God. And I want to hear it. Yes. <laughs> a simple snowflake, I see it fall. A miracle of frozen mastery from heaven to all. With snow flurings covering the cascade foothills, Christmas and its eaves pursuing the week. Packages to wrap and cookies to bake and family to love and sons that want wrapper tape, wrapping paper and tape. <laughs> I have always loved Psalms 19. Thus, I created an answer to his glory proclaimed. I want to hear it. If he's going to proclaim it, I want to hear it, to feel it, to perceive it, to be in it, to be with, in the middle, immersed, sown, marinated, infused, the DNA the same, the quintessentially identical. I the word all the way. The I am this, the one that give him heaven, right? That's what I want to be. I want to be immersed in the glory of God and hear it. <laughs> oh, I missed another link. Day 19. See, you're helping me do my notes, right? I bet you didn't know that, did you? <laughs> okay, here we are. I know. This is what I felt prompted to share with you today. So here we are. We did 19. Ah, 20. Old-fashioned joy. You ready? Hmm. Oh. And so many of these are my poems. And it's like I get to come back and visit them with you. <laughs> Old-fashioned joy. I can hear it in my memories. 
It was cold and clear, and friends gathered round here. The horse led strong, the bells rang, the wagon pulled along. We covered our heads and bundled our necks and nestled close in the hay. My thoughts kindled quick, the stride and the kick of an old-fashioned horse-drawn day. Oh, I stayed up late for that one. I was wrapping presents and hiding their their form. (laughs) I still have young men who like to shake. So I wanted those surprises to linger till the longest breath of aha. So keeping the face, the pace, I finished decorating our legacy tree. Remember I mentioned it? It's covered with family photos and memorabilia. It's narrow. It's quaint. It's just the right size to take up a small corner in our bedroom, right? I finished it prompting this old-fashioned memories I'll share with you today. So digging around under the bed in my photo box, cherishing days that have quickly gone by. Kids are grown, nieces and nephews sprouted with their own families. I stumbled across a photo when photos were printed. Remember? (laughs) Beloved days on the farm I grew up. So my younger brother, is one of three in his strapping and virile days. So Matt's chosen profession was that of a naturalist logging with a team of Belgian horses. Their names, Ted and Bill. He was hired to log and remove trees to thin and gingerly protect the environment of the forest. So I shared pictures below of my mom holding her brother's first grandchild in the field with this massive massive Belgian animals, right? So today's poetry comes from that. So we invited friends to fill the wagon. We bundled up. We took a four-mile hayride to town days before Christmas, and I could hear in my mind's eye the weighted clop of the team, the jingle of the brass bells as our breath hung in the frozen air. So neighbors would stick their heads out from the door and the small town traffic slowed as this old-fashioned team stopped the last-minute bustle in the best of holiday cheer. We played challenge games at Who Knew? Christmas songs by verse and verse three and never had sung verse five until our voices were tired and they were hoarse. So the best distractions of that day are photos of days gone by. The best distractions were sharing and talking or decorating your tree with memorabilia. The best distractions, catching the photo of your children under the tree, remembering. The best distractions is sharing them with you. Yep, you're going to need to go look at those pictures. (laughs) So wonderful. Silver bells. A historic ring. Okay, I can sing this line, right? City sidewalks. Busy sidewalks. Dressed in holiday style. In the air there's a feeling. 
of Christmas. <laughs> I told you I'd sing a little bit. So we all have dreams, the sugar plum kind, hidden in our hearts. This time of year seems to shake them from their slumber. I hear yours, you hear mine. In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Christmas is a portrait of hope, just like the dreams in our heart. Today, I opened the 21st drawer in the advent calendar. Our cities are dressed up in holiday cheer. Our children are laughing or driving you nuts. So people are passing, hopefully lawfully, and the shoppers run home with their treasures. <laughs> You're going to love this story. I love the sound of the red bucket ringers. You know what I mean? They shake their silver barrels at the front entrance of the local stores all around the earth. An army of dedicated to salvation. You know what? I actually answered that call one holiday season. My dog is snoring. <laughs> oh, well, you know she's there. <laughs> so they assigned me, yes, the Salvation Army, they assigned me my post outside a local Albertsons grocery store and gave me a red bucket and a bell. I bundled myself for the cold, the rain, and many passers-by. Some hurried, others frustrated, others oblivious to the bell. But I was armed with holiday cheer. I sang every carol, first verse to last. My sound of music went to tell it on a mountain. People smiled and they lingered and they reminisced. Some requested a favorite that they missed. Dads picked up their child and placed them high on their shoulders. Grandmothers told me a story from old. I sang and I sang till the cows came home with a hoarse voice. My bucket was filled too sweet again and again. Salvation, hmm, might just be the silver bell sound that we remember from him. It's a memory of love and a feeling to share. My silver bell tells the world that I care. Yes, totally enjoyed doing that. All right. If you were going to, what would I sing? Hmm. That was so much fun. Yes, I can sing a Christmas carol for you. Ah, what would I sing? Oh, okay. Maybe the first verse because everybody knows this first verse and you can sing it with me, right? <laughs> Holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant soul, tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace.
<laughs> okay. Means just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And we have a picture of the Grinch here. <laughs> yep. And it says, maybe Christmas, he thought. The Grinch. We are fortunate when Christmas is found woven in our hearts. I loved the thought of Santa Claus, and I remained a child at heart, and believing I believed as long as I could, despite my brothers telling me otherwise. Well, The Grinch was a movie you enjoyed during the holidays, and when Jim Carrey brought that nasty Grinch to life, we laughed until we cried. My favorite part of the story is the transformation can occur in the smallest or the hardest of hearts. Cindy Lou Who, she's our heroine here, without a trace of fear or disbelief in who kind, loves a perfectly unlovable character. A story of estrangement where love prevails, and as my family would say, the story leaves us feeling roosty, toosty. I think it means just a bit more. <laughs> and how would you answer that? Is there a character in the story of the Grinch that can define a season in your life, current or past? I will boldly address estrangement. It is a nasty business where nobody wins. Unforgiveness is a prison for the one who will not extend or receive it. Mm -hmm. I have a quote here. Someone once said that unforgiveness was like a poison you drink while hoping for someone else to die. Jennifer Hinge. So today we have an opportunity to pin nastiness on a cartoon character. Well, Kristen, you might say this is kind of inappropriate subject for an advent or a Christmas day. Is it? If Christmas means just a little bit more, then the heart of Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ, the walk in the flesh of the Son of God, our Savior, is a little bit more. If you've read my book or listened to my podcast, and here we are, I personally have danced with unforgiveness and I've looked it straight in the eye. Forgiveness is between you and God. You extend it to a person, even to God himself. And sometimes God will ask you to make it personal. Sometimes God will ask you to make some unique kind of restitution. Whether you need to forgive, their response to what God is doing in your heart has no bearing. What, you might say? Forgiveness opens the prison door for you. The most trying test of forgiveness is when you extend it verbally, face to face, and the person rejects you and the forgiveness you are giving, yeah, ouch, that hurts. So six points of forgiveness and the end of estrangement. Yep, get your pens out. <laughs> so number one, settle it between you and God first. Number two, 
ask him if he has a response or an action assignment for you. And number three, forgive quickly and clean up the mess today. Number four, this is the important one. If God asks you to go to a person and ask for forgiveness, wait on his timing. Pray for yourself and the person until he releases you to go. That is very important. Wait on his timing. Number five, if God asks you to make restitution, A, it could be for the benefit of the other person. B, the restitution may be unrelated to the original offense or the offended. And C, the restitution may be for your maturity. And number six, forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a better gift for Christmas than restoration. With God, with self, with family or friends. And for you today, never lose hope for change. Keep the door of hope open for change. And with family and friends, express clearly that the door will remain open when they are ready. Give them the freedom of will or will not and God the time to love. And this is important too. The end of life is not the end of opportunity. Forgiveness and God's love are eternal. No hate or sin, death or suicide, unbelief, atheism, abortion, or horrible misfortune. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Period. He's that good of a God. And we read the book wrong. Happy to tell you my testimonies and the best Christmas gift I can share with you. That is why it is called the Gospel of Good News. It is time for the Cindy Lou Who's to believe and get about loving the Grinches. <laughs> okay, I think that is where we left off, isn't it? No. You already heard the end of the story, right? And this is my last one here. Whew, it's been long. It's been good, but yay! Oh, yesterday's words were perfect. Yeah, the words on forgiveness and dealing with unforgiveness are very powerful. And they give us a forward momentum towards grace and forgiveness that opens the door of gratitude for today's offering. All roads of Christmas lead home. For most of my life, I'm blessed to live within the luxuriant green of the Willamette Valley. Since the age of five, Oregon has been my home. A few years of adventure outside its borders. I lived in San Diego, California. I met my husband. We bought our first home. We got married. We had our first child. And then home called us home. Our four sons have also chosen to remain within a short drive from Corvallis, Oregon. Christmas and the holidays are filled with short travels, good foods, 
Um, yes, everybody has to bring their dog. <laughs> and the gratitude, I feel that I love all that busyness. Having family around, it provides. So as we nostalgically venture to open the last days, this day of this Advent calendar and our time together, we fill its contents with the sounds and the memory of home. It may find you miles from a memory or relishing the hugs of loved ones held in heaven's arms. Home is easily found in the reset of your heart. So San Diego, a quite quick five-year excursion for me, my first marriage. My very first Merry Christmas was still 1,800 miles from home for the holidays. Memory, it just, I don't remember why we didn't go home and why we didn't drive home that year. Maybe we visited my husband's folks in Colorado that year. But nonetheless, I was homesick. And that day, arriving in the post just days before Christmas, a small parcel, it was half the size of a bread box. Well, and then I think about that statement, you know, you may not even know what a bread box is. In the days when fresh bread or the making or the walking to town to purchase that staple, you took it and you soaked up the juices on a daily plate. The bread wasn't wrapped in plastic. Nope. And freshness was authentically baked daily. Then we kept metal type boxes on the counter or had a special drawer in the cabinet or hutch that was designated for our daily bread. Yep, in my 1964 ranch-style house, I have a drawer that is lined with metal, and it's the bread drawer. Yep. So this treasure that filled this little parcel arriving on wings of angels, so well-packed, and tissue and more tissue to cushion and protect the value of its contents, not a gift, but a loan. And her name was Rosebud. And she was white, glossy porcelain reindeer with a pink jeweled rosebed on top of her head. And she sat, I remember, for year after year on the antique dark oak china hutch. <sighs> dark oak china hutch. Next to the nativity made by my eldest brother, Mike. That was Christmas. My mom sent Christmas to me that day. She sent it and it was wonderful. Yes. Well, I returned Rosebud to my mom the Christmas after next. But with the return of her loan, we also moved our growing family back to the Willamette Valley. All roads lead home. Yep, all roads lead home. That was good. Yay. All right. Shall I go back? I think I will. We are almost finished here. Mm-hmm. I will go back to where we began. What wasn't published or wasn't heard. Christmas desires are hidden in a mother's heart. 
or a wife with her surprises for her un husband still under the tree. For a friend who I have known for years or towards an acquaintance with hope for building a kindred future. Here is my heart as I think of you reading or listening today, tomorrow, next year. In the brief moment of quiet after the opening of gifts and wrapping paper that is all over your family room. Yep, I'm in my page, PJs. Family is popping in and out for the day with turkey and rice soup in the crock pot. No cooking for me. Nope, that is a gift. So today my pen, once again reaching into my thoughts to put ink to the page. The simplest, yes, most profound sentiment I can send is a supernatural kind. It's able to fly on the wings of angels. It's able to touch from the unseen. It is able to catch a tear and collect it in a bottle. Jesus Christ, who lives in me, and Holy Spirit, present with you now, and Father God, the giver of faith in you, as you receive the efforts of ours unwrap his faith his faith in my conversation the length let me see we're at 97 minutes yes his faith in my conversation this moment on your behalf i encourage you to reach into this limitless grace and pull forth from our final yet eternal adventure. God is just using my pen or my voice to proclaim it is open for you. And what precious secrets has he placed in there especially for you? Need, want, joy, love, comfort, healing, wholeness, compassion, relationship, peace, the drawer, unable to contain the wealth he has prepared for us, not someday, but today. We ask many questions, and our faith listens for the answer because he is always talking. Graciously, I thank you for spending a portion of your Christmas with me with my pen, with pictures and stories about my family, I bless you with the happiest of my imagination can believe. And that is huge. Merry Christmas. Thank you for spending this time with me. Yes, we were most definitely lengthy and broke all the rules, right? Listen to the dog snore. Heard my phone beep a couple of times, even though I had it on Do Not Disturb. And now I have a couple of uh, links to go um, address those um, things that I missed in the, the posts. But this has been a blessing. And it's, oh, what am I feeling? I'm feeling the well done from God. Yeah, the well done from God. 
and I share that with you. The well done Christmas is winding down. We might have more gatherings before the next couple of weeks is out and with the new year around the corner, but I feel a well done from Father God. Well done. So just keep your headphones on, put your favorite music on, and just sit and meditate on his word. I'm going to do the same. Well done. You did good. You blessed people. You walked in my blessing and showed my blessing. You learned something new. You allowed it allowed me to change you. Well done. Merry, Merry Christmas. And I will talk with you and share with you real soon. Thank you. Bye now.